0: Welcome to Voyage of Discovery. I'm your host, Mary Osborne, the museum specialist at the Stewart House, the birthplace of Kappa Kappa Gamma. This month, we conclude our series on Kappas who made history. Kappa Kappa Gamma's history is replete with strong, ambitious women. Unfortunately, many of these remarkable Kappas have faded from our view over time. Sometimes this happens because someone more notable overshadows their accomplishments. Many of you may have heard of Emily Dunning-Berenger. This kappa became the world's first female ambulance surgeon. She graduated from Cornell University's medical program in 1901. Emily Beringer made history when she qualified for an internship and was accepted by Gouverneur Hospital in New York City. In fact, no hospital in New York took on another woman physician until Mary Merritt Crawford came along. Like Beringer, Crawford was also a graduate of Cornell and a kappa. She is the subject of this month's podcast. Mary, Molly Merritt Crawford, was born on February 18, 1884, in New York City. She and her siblings grew up in the town of Nyack. She first aspired to practice law like her father, but her high school teachers inspired her to study physics and chemistry instead. She also realized that she could better support herself as a physician. She attended Cornell University, where she was initiated into Psi Chapter of Kappa Kappa Gamma. She graduated in 1904, but then entered Cornell's medical program. A medical degree took far less time to earn in the early 20th century than it does today. Crawford completed her classes in anatomy, chemistry, and physics in two years. She then pursued additional coursework in New York City for another two years. She graduated with her M.D. in 1907. There were only eight other women in her class. Crawford worked hard, but as she later admitted, I wasn't an outstanding scholar. I didn't make any honors in scholarship, but I got through. Mary aspired to work in a hospital with an ambulance service, but no hospitals in New York would accept women physicians. A few years earlier, however, Emily dunning Barringer had become an ambulance surgeon in New York City. Since then, no hospitals had appointed women ambulance surgeons, but Mary was determined to succeed. She placed first in her examinations for an internship at Brooklyn's Williamsburg Hospital. Fearing resentment from her male colleagues, Crawford requested to be placed last instead. She eventually rose to the rank of house surgeon and supervised three male physicians during her time at Williamsburg. In 1914, the Great War broke out. Crawford was eager to offer her medical services for the war effort, although the United States had yet to enter the conflict. She was determined to go to France. However, the Allied armies refused to accept women physicians in their ranks. Mary would have to finance the trip herself. During this time, the Duchess of Talleyrand, who was the American heiress Anna Gould, pledged $1,000 to send six, six surgeons to France. Dr. Crawford applied to the selection committee and was chosen as one of the six and the only woman. She left New York in late September 1914. After about a month of traveling, she arrived at the American Ambulance Hospital in Paris, where the administrators initially turned her away. Mary refused to give up, though. When one of the surgeons needed an anesthetist, she filled the position. After proving herself, she was eventually given charge of four wards in the hospital. Each ward contained anywhere from 20 to 40 men. Although her time in France was brief, she still remembered her patients many years later. In particular, she recalled some of the zouaves or soldiers from North Africa, who spoke little French and who had never seen modern medicines, such as peroxide. The Arab soldiers in her wards addressed her as mama, which was a sign of respect in their culture. Crawford also remembered a challenging operation in which she assisted. A soldier had been shot in the head, and the bullet had entered his mastoid and traveled into his chest, where it lodged in his lung. The surgeons used a magnetic probe to remove the bullet. Crawford witnessed medical history being made during the Great War. For the first time, doctors were able to use x-rays and blood transfusions to treat casualties. Mary spent nearly a year at the American Ambulance Hospital before returning to to New York. Her family needed her at home, but she was torn about leaving. She wrote to her fiancé, "'I'm too much of a woman not to choose the people,' And I'm too much of a man not to mourn bitterly, the work. Dr. Crawford resumed her medical practice after returning to the States. She married Edward Schuster and had one daughter. Even as a new wife and mother, she continued to support the war effort actively. She volunteered with the American Women's Hospitals as corresponding secretary and then as chairman. Once the United States entered the war, she set up the medical department at the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. She devoted the next 30 years of her life to the field of industrial medicine. That's all the time we have for today. Join me next month as we start a new series with guest speakers. First up is Kappa's own archivist and museum director, Kylie Smith. I'm Mary Osborne for Voyage of Discovery. Voyage of Discovery is recorded at the Stewart House, an educational outreach program of the Kappa Kappa Gamma Foundation. To learn more about the museum, visit the Foundation's page on kappa.org. Like us on Facebook and follow Stuart House 1865 on Instagram. Thanks for listening.